Hi, Diamonds. Welcome to the United State of Women, a forum where professional women come together to thrive by living more connected to our power, our purpose, and our plan. We invite you to tune in every other week where we show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the star of your own life and not just a supporting role in your life, career, and relationships. Here with Julie Dean, my USW podcast ambassador and co-host, I am Kalina James, owner of LCR, a business consulting and leadership development coaching company. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, Diamonds. I've invited Kathy Warns to the show today. Kathy is a certified health and life coach. She has the podcast Simple Steps to Healthier and More Balanced Living, and she's also the owner of Keep It Simple, Keep It Real. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Thanks, Julie. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your background and just tell us more about, you know, how you got this business started. Absolutely. So I am 53 at the time that we're recording this. And I, at age of 41, went through early menopause and I was just struggling with some of those midlife things. My kids were at a certain age. I felt like my career was kind of stalled. I had a very close relationship with my dad and he had suddenly fallen ill and after a two week hospital stay passed and it really just forced me to step back and look at my life and how I was living it. And I felt like I was getting just a little bit overwhelmed trying to do all the things, you know, all the right things and exercise right and eat right and have that balance in my life. And that um, his passing forced me to step back and look at the way he lived his life, which was very simple and balanced. And I knew that other women, friends of mine, were also struggling with this time in their life and, and forming habits. And so I found an online training program to become a certified health and life coach because I'm the type of person that's like, let's figure this out. And the program I chose focused on helping people form habits. And I felt like that was really the key to um, living that healthier, more balanced life. So I went through a year long training and I have been coaching women of all ages ever since. One of the things that I wish I would have learned in my 20s and 30s was how to actually take care of myself and show up for myself in that healthy, balanced way. I love that. Yeah. So what did that look like for you when you started to just figure out, you know, what balance even was? Exactly. Yes. So one of the things that um, I do with my clients that we learned is to just step back and look at all of those areas of your life. And we do something called a wheel of life where we draw a circle and we're just putting spokes through it. And it's just looking at like, what area am I most satisfied with? What area am I less satisfied with? And looking to see what kind of balance do I have? If it's you know, in food or my exercise or relationships or self-care. And, you know, I tended to be the person that was all or nothing. And it's like, I've got to hurry up and like, quote, fix this area. And um, what I learned is how you do one thing is how you do everything. So the good news about that is once you, we step back and figure out like what, what will move my needle the most? Do I need, do I want to focus a little bit more on movement or a little bit more on self-care instead of trying to do, oh, I should, I need to be exercising more. I need to be eating healthier. You know, I need to balance every area of my life, choosing one. And then once we start making those tiny steps and seeing that progress, then it'll be easier to flow in the other areas. That's awesome. It's reminding me of one of the reasons I started podcasting was I had found this guy, Greg Clunas, and he wrote a book called Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Oh, yeah. 
And so just the thought around, you know, maybe we don't need to sacrifice sleep and work on sleep at the same time to be overall healthier. (laughs) Yes. And and you're so right, Julie, like changing that mindset, right? Of what we really believe because we're, our brain wants our thoughts and actions to match. So the other thing that I really learned is it's not all about taking the action. It's also about those thoughts that we have around that action, because unless we check our thoughts, like, no, I really believe to be successful, I have to work all night and do these things. um, Then our actions are going to want to match that and it's going to be hard to go against it. So our brain wants our thoughts and actions to match. So the other thing that I really learned to honor in that program, and I'll be honest, when I started out and they were talking about just what you said, like simple steps, start small, small hinges, swing big doors and check your thoughts. The first several weeks of the program, I was really skeptical because I thought, oh my gosh, I just paid thousands of dollars for you to tell me to keep it simple and check my thoughts. But actually I found it to be so true and and impactful. And I, I didn't really realize that my thoughts could have that much influence. And I thought that all I needed was information. You know, hey, I can Google all this and then I'm just going to force myself to do what Google says and not even step back and, and check and see if I really what I really think about that or believe. Yeah, you brought a really interesting point up with Google and research and us believing that if we just consume enough information, we will suddenly just make the changes. I'd love to hear what you think about that, because I know from experience that, you know, a lot of times getting those ideas and getting that information seems to feel like you've made an actual change, but it doesn't really like lead to change, right? I heard a story about three, three frogs are on a log, two decide to jump off. How many frogs were actually on the log? The answer is three, right? Because nobody actually jumped. They just made the decision to jump. Yes. No, I love that you brought that up. One of the things that I do when I give workshops is I bring all my books in because I was that information gatherer, right? I have a self-improvement book on everything and I dump all the books out on the floor and I assure people, hey, no book binding was harmed during this, don't worry. But just prove a point, like you can have all the information, but how do you take that information and apply it in your life? Uh, my son was reading one of my you know, books at one point and he's like, mom, this is great. But as soon as you stop reading this book, you go on to the rest of your life and your routine. And, you know, information alone is not going to help us make those changes. I can go out and buy all the books, all the cookbooks, everything and read them. But how do I make those changes in my own life? in my real world life, right? Because we tend to go like, well, I'm going on vacation next week or my kids are young or this and that. So I have to wait till I retire or till my life is a certain way. So what I help my clients do is to take these tiny steps in their everyday real world life. And that's where learning about how to actually form habits so that we can take the information out there and apply it. You know, and a lot of times I'll have people come to me and say, my doctor says I need to do this or I want to I want to meditate because as I read the experts in the information, we know what's good for us, right? Someone, the experts are telling us that like, oh, meditation can really help you relax or eating whole foods can help, you know, your health or, you know, getting eight hours of sleep can be good and, you know, turn those screens off because that's not healthy. So how do we actually make those changes in our own life? And that's what I was determined to figure out and determined to help people so that we don't keep going in this cycle. Like I pushed myself for three weeks to implement the information, but then I just couldn't do it anymore. 
Yeah, yeah, that accountability piece, right? I think just driving mm-hmm. that needle forward, like you said, taking those little steps so that people don't, you know, sit waiting and wondering, you know, when is the right time to get started and when will I find the motivation? I'm curious, when you meet with a client who's ready to start making these changes and they're in a season where, you know, they're reaching out because at this point they've realized they really need some more help than the internet, what does that look like? Absolutely. It's usually people saying, I need someone to help me be accountable because they've been trying to push themselves. And it comes down to, I need to learn how to keep promises to myself so that I don't keep saying next week, I'm going to start this quote diet next week. I'm going to, you know, start exercising more. And I think that they're just They want that guidance. They want that correct accountability and support. So I talk about, you know, my process is three steps and it's taking the right kind of action and it's checking your thoughts and it's getting the right kind of accountability and support. And I always tell this story of like, we kind of like we can get information from the experts, but how do we apply it? We can get accountability and support from a lot of people too, but it doesn't mean it's the right kind. So we can get that accountability and support from our spouse or our friends. So my neighbor and I used to be each other's accountability partners, but we didn't really know how to do it the right way. So I I think it was me because I usually am the one that comes up with the crazy ideas and said, hey, we need to do this Jillian Michael's workout because I've read or gathered, you know, from all these people, this is a great workout for us to do. And we need to do it every day for 30 days. Here's the challenge. So, okay. So my friend, you know, jumps on board. We're all motivated. We're ready to go. I mean, unbeknownst at the time, we were going about it the wrong way, but we were also supporting each other in the wrong way. So in the beginning, it was almost like this competition thing, like texting each other. Hey, I did my workout today. Did you do yours? No. And it was kind of like we were holding each other accountable in this competition way. Like I can't let her quote beat me. And so that went on for a while, but that wasn't pleasurable and wasn't sustainable. And it was coming from this just like forcing yourself to do it, which what we know about habits is that they need to form around pleasure. So then we kind of shifted completely the other way, though. And it was more like, oh, I didn't do. Oh, it's okay if you didn't do yours. You know, I didn't do mine either. And then it was just we were supporting each other in that inaction because it was either all or nothing. And we didn't understand how to support each other. And we didn't understand how to take the right kind of action. So when I, as a coach, when I'm supporting people, I'm giving them the right kind of accountability and support which is stepping back and not coming from from a judgment standpoint, but getting curious. What were your obstacles? Why didn't you do this? What got in the way? How can we set yourself up for success the next time? And not getting into that shame and that mind drama that we do. But if we're taking the right kind of action, it's easier to get the accountability and support. So by taking the right kind of action, we're starting small, we're setting specific instructions, we're making our goals pleasurable. And that's kind of a hard sell to people, I'll be honest, Julie, until they go through a few weeks of coaching with me is that habits are going to form through pleasure. And so we find a way to make your action steps pleasurable. Hey, this is your girl, Kalina James, and I want to chat with you for just one moment. Are you a coach, consultant, content creator, trainer, counselor, mentor? Well, maybe you wear all of the service hats at the same time. Maybe you're all of them. And I want to let you know about an awesome new tool for your growing business. 
It's called LifeQuest, Live Your Forever Quest, with brandable features that make it possible to run multiple businesses and sell paid resources under one umbrella, LifeQuest is the newest mobile CRM platform for your growing business. Now, LifeQuest is helping dynamic professionals just like you save time and money while managing your business. The support team would love to show you what LifeQuest can do for you. Click the link in the show notes to get started. And at LifeQuest, we're not just one more thing. We're the thing. Now back to your show. Well, I'm trying to convince somebody that doing something like this is going to actually lead to different results, I think, is the 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 kicker, right? Because I, I look at, I was talking about how I regularly go to the sauna. So I was talking to some friends about, you know, how, how much I go to the sauna and the health benefits of the sauna and how if I had to pick 20 minutes of walking on the track at the gym or 20 minutes of sitting in the sauna, I will pick 20 minutes in the sauna every time. And it got down this whole conversation around, you know, it's because you enjoy sitting in the sauna. And I said, I don't know if I necessarily enjoy sitting in the sauna. I've grown to enjoy sitting in the sauna because I realized that my overall mood is better for the day. My overall energy is higher for the day. And if I had to pick 20 minutes walking on the track, I can find two 10 minute breaks in the day to go for a short casual walk outside and enjoy nature versus sitting, you know, on a track at the gym indoors when I could be in the sauna doing other things that reward me in a different way. And And it was interesting because I never considered how, you know, people around me would consider that like, oh, she must really love the sauna. She goes to the sauna every day. It's like, it's hot in there and you get so sweaty. And then like you get stressed out because you're like, I just want to get out, but I still got five more minutes. (laughs) And I love this, Julie, because what you've done is found those pleasurable results from the sauna, like what it gives you and how you feel. And so that's a great point because, so I have osteoporosis in my spine. That was one of the effects of me going through early menopause. And so I need to do these osteoporosis exercises. And that's something I tell people like, yes, because they're like, I can't make everything pleasurable. Sometimes we have to just do things that inherently aren't pleasurable. Like you're saying, I don't just love the sauna, but I love what it does for me, my mind, my body. I don't love doing my osteoporosis exercises. I mean, they're kind of boring and you know, wrote, but I love what I'm getting out of it because I know that the more I do those, I'm associating that with pleasure because maybe I won't have to get on the medication. Maybe I won't have a rod that has to be put in my back. I like how I feel afterwards or I associate it with pleasure. So I'm not going to listen to the lady talking me through the exercises because that's completely boring. I'm going to mute her and put on my favorite song. You know, so we can associate things with pleasure. We can realize that what we get out of it is pleasurable. But at at the end of the day, our brain is going to want to attach onto something that's pleasurable. Right, right. I mean, I love it. And this, you know, thinks back to, you know, when I was in my 20s and my fitness pal was all the rage. Everyone was on my fitness pal. And I remember thinking, if I love chocolate cake and I need to eat less than 2000 calories a day, I will just only eat chocolate cake and less than 2000 calories of chocolate cake every day. And I'm going to feel so happy and I'm going to lose weight and the whole world is going to be perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Because you still want that pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I love that you bring up food because that's a whole other thing in just healing our relationship with food and forming those habits of not trying to deny ourselves that pleasure because your example is great. Like if I, and I'm not knocking Weight Watchers or calorie counting or whatever, but I would be the same way. Like, oh, I get X number of points. I'm putting all that towards my cereal because 
that's right. pleasurable. And that's what I want to use my points for. So when I'm working with people on food and just our relationship to food, it's not about denying that, but tuning into, you know, how do I feel after I eat that cake? How do I feel 20 minutes afterwards? Did it give me energy or not? And starting to tune into my body and not like, oh, I have to like find a way that I can get all the cake I can, or I have to find a way to never eat cake. So not having those extremes, but starting to tune into, well, how do I feel after I eat the cake? Like I'm going to eat cake. Like I love ice cream. I'm going to eat ice cream, but I tune into like, oh, I know 20 minutes after I eat ice cream, really all I want to do is take a nap. So just giving myself that pause, like, do I want to feel sluggish after I eat this? And sometimes I'm like, hey, yeah, I don't mind because I'm I'm going to enjoy right. this. But starting to tune into our body too, instead of coming at things from I'm going to try to deprive myself um, because then our brain rebels too. Well, it all comes back to balance. So I think, you know, once we, once we get that balancing act started, I'm sure you start to find many cups that deserve a little bit of extra attention. I'm curious. Absolutely. If you could give one piece of advice to a listener right now who's ready to make changes, but they're overwhelmed and you're like, just start small, just start somewhere. Where could they begin to like, begin to think through that process of, you know, I feel really overwhelmed. I feel really stressed out because stress, I think, is the other major under talked about topic, right? The last three years have been stressful, more stressful probably than the last 10 years. And everyone is so overwhelmed, but they don't feel like they have the time or the energy to even begin making the changes. Yeah. Well, Julie, I love that you bring that up. So let's start with stress because I agree. Um, Getting more balance in terms of our hormone, that cortisol level. So I was under this, you know, low level chronic stress that led to a lot of things. So I think if we just want to pick one thing, it's how can I better balance my cortisol levels throughout the day. And really it just takes two minutes to trick your central nervous system into thinking you're relaxed so that you're balancing that cortisol level. And that is taking 10 full breaths, which takes about two minutes to sort of trick your central nervous system into thinking you're relaxed and just tuning into, I'm focusing on my breath, 10 breaths. You can do that anywhere, anytime, And then that just puts you in a better frame of mind to just balance that cortisol level. And if we can get out of that overwhelm, then the thinking part of our brain can actually be engaged and we can have more clarity in terms of, okay, what is my next step? I love that. Breathing is such a great tool. (laughs) Everyone Mm -hmm. should be breathing more. I'll recommend an app here, not affiliated, but the Calm app. I really love that. (laughs) I recommend it all the time. I love that because you can do the guided meditation. You could, there's a two minute, three minute body scan. Absolutely. Definitely download it. It's free. (laughs) Absolutely. Kathy, if our listeners want to get better connected to you and learn more about your services and get, you know, to listening to your podcast, what is the best way for them to do that? They can go to coachingcanhelp.com coachingcanhelp.com. I have an option for people to do a free consult call, but I have an option for people to sign up also for an online free training where I just go into a little bit more detail about the things we were talking about. And that plops people on my email list where they can get notified and receive my podcast each week in their inbox. I love that. This has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Julie. Until next time, Diamonds, shine bright. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it. Share it with people you care about, people you think this will benefit. Share with your team or colleague who is having a difficult time and is looking for solutions. We all want to help people live empowered, to know what to do when faced with uncertainty. And I believe that these ideas can help others have that success. So please share it. But also follow us on our hashtag community power purpose plan and tell us what you think and how this episode has helped you. Diamonds, you have a choice to live connected to progress and growth. You deserve it. And it is yours to have. Live life, my friend, and be encouraged to step into your power purpose plan today. Until next time, take care.